Hunter Biden's beautiful things and smoked Parmesan cheese. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for April 16th, 2021. Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Fisk, discuss Hunter Biden's interview on CBS Sunday morning, especially about the absurdity of some of his answers to the softball questions. What would happen if any one of us mere mortals and little people tossed a handgun in the trash and put it on the curb with the rest of the garbage like he did? How do you not know what happened to your laptop that's worth at least $1,000? How stoned and drunk do you have to be to forget that you dropped it off at a local repair shop? How did Hunter Biden get a job at an energy company in Ukraine for $50,000 a month or more on his own merit? And could Hunter Biden, Chelsea Clinton, the Trump kids, and all the other offspring of elected officials still be as wealthy and successful as they are were it not for their parents' prestige and power? Don't forget, you can support the Fedora Chronicles by going to our Patreon page patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles, or buy some of our merchandise, such as coffee mugs, t-shirts, and tumblers, zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Once again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Before we start playing these audio clips, I want, I, there's two caveats that I want to make absolutely, totally, perfectly clear. We talked about this topic before in an earlier episode. And the aspect that you and I had talked about, Jay, in regards to Hunter Biden, is that mm-hmm. every time that we tried to talk about the news about Hunter Biden, and we actually wanted to have a debate about the origins of his laptop, mm-hmm. Twitter took down or blocked our tweets. Facebook did the same thing. You could not talk about the New York Times news story about Hunter Biden's laptop and the and its contents. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, censorship. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, social media was trying to sway um, the election. Because Trump is such a bad guy. Right. I think that this was probably one of the most important stories to talk about, especially in the month of October of 2020. And it and there was the Streisand effect. The more that they told you not to talk about Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop, the more you had to talk about Hunter Biden's <laughs> laptop. Why don't they want you to talk about it? Right. That was forbidden fruit and all that. That was disturbing. Yep. It was disturbing that you you you're not you're not allowed to talk about this. You're not allowed to tweet about this. You're not allowed to share posts from the New York Post about this specific news item. And by talking about the censorship about this topic, you were also um hammered. You're also yep either blocked or suspended um, or shadow banned or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, including myself, thought, okay, I'm going to talk about this on my website, 
on my podcast, not only because it's such a great news item, it's a sensational story. It is. Am I wrong? Is, you know, Hunter. No, Hunter I mean, the sitting vice president who is running for election. No, no, no. He was not the, the new president. Let, let, let's just be sure. He was not the sitting vice president. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. When the events took place. Right. He was. But yeah. No, no. Um, no. Mike Pence. No, Mike Pence was the vice president. No, no, no. I mean, the events that took place regarding what was recorded on the laptop. Oh, right. When Hunter Biden's father, Joe Biden, was vice president, he right. had a sweetheart deal with Burisma, and, uh, which is a, a, a power company, a gas company in the Ukraine. A lot of us, rightfully so, were saying this is evidence of corruption. In, on an international right. scale. And the first time that um, Donald Trump was impeached, he was impeached because of in the investigation into Joe Biden and his son's dealings with the Ukraine and Burisma. We had an entire impeachment about this. Why were the Democrats going after Donald Trump wanting an investigation into Joe Biden and his dealings through his son with foreign governments and foreign companies. Why weren't they? You Right. You could so easily go after Donald Trump on other things like the emoluments clause. The violations of the emoluments in the Constitution was the low-hanging fruit. Right. But then if you went after Donald Trump and the violations of the emoluments clause, immediately Republicans would point to, say, Nancy Pelosi, anybody who are, else. Who are just as guilty. who are, Or more so, because they've been doing it for decades or generations. Right. right. So they had to find something they could nail Trump on that wouldn't also be something the rest of them were doing as well. Right. Which is really a shame, because they went after him for something that the one of the vice president, previous vice presidents in their party was doing. Exactly. Yeah, oops. So, and you and I took a lot of heat for doing the episode about Hunter Biden's laptop. And I, I listened to it this week in preparation for this, and I, and I have to say, it's probably one of our better episodes. <laughs> but we were taking shit for the fact that we were talking about a debunked conspiracy theory or this is all it's all russia 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 <laughs> russia russia it's all russia right this is all propaganda from russia and it was i love how they say it was debunked and it had never been debunked right if Vladimir Putin stole Hunter Biden's laptop and left them at their computer store and, and all the stuff that's on Hunter Biden's computer is it was, was planted by Biden. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. So anyway, so Hunter Biden has a new book out. Um, and I'm going to say, after we pick apart this interview from CBS Sunday morning, I, I am going to tell you, I don't think this fucking guy wrote this book. He sat in a room with somebody and dictated this to a ghostwriter and this ghostwriter and a handful of editors pieced together this volume of word salad 
to try and make something like coherent. Well, okay, so you're giving him more credit than I am then, because I don't think he was even in the fucking room. All right. I think it's all stories that were told to ghostwriters from various people, Hunter Biden included, and then they came up with this quote-unquote autobiography. Because I got to tell you, the one thing my first takeaway from watching this interview was that, well, huh, maybe it's not age that Joe Biden is stuttering around like a fool, because apparently it's genetic. Or drugs. I think they're all doing drugs together. I don't know. Well, so, I mean, you can't rule that out. I'm not going to rule it out. But yeah. I'm going to we're going to play this clip. And while I while I play this clip, and if you want me to stop, just say, you know, stop the presses or, or whatever. Okay. Keep in mind, there's a lag. There's a there's a there's a, a couple of seconds lag. Yep. OK, so please have patience with us now. One of the reasons why we're tackling this again, because the thing is, is that one of the things that we had talked about during the Trump administration is how it was it was awful. The optics were bad that Donald Trump had members of his own family in his cabinet. That was and that was it was bad optics, to say the least. Okay, right. Wasn't doing him any favors politically. It made things worse for him. Mm -hmm. Um. So the thing is, if we're going to pick on Trump, we're going to go after Trump. We're going to go after Biden. And yep. but this also breaks our promise. I was not going to criticize Joe Biden until the first 100 days while he was in office. Technically, I think that this is this still falls within the bounds of my promise to our listeners because it's Hunter Biden. But when you listen to this, I'm just going to say, like, this is bad. Like this oh, is this yeah. is this one here is really bad. Let's take a listen here. Welcome back to CBS this morning. In a new memoir, President Biden's son Hunter deals head on with the decisions that put him front and center of the 2020 presidential campaign. Beautiful Things is a revealing look at his long battle with addiction and how he's handled personal tragedies. It comes out tomorrow from Gallery Books, an imprint of Simon & Schuster, a division of Viacom CBS. Right, we spoke on, with on, Hunter Biden. Yeah, go ahead. So he was not front and center. Because as we mentioned previously, the news media and social media did everything they could to ensure he was not front and center of yeah. the election. So clearly just this far into it, you can tell this is going to be a softball interview. We, I think you and I can say that because the CBS News is doing an interview of Hunter Biden after he wrote a book for a book company that's a division of CBS or CBS's and this book, they're both the, they both belong to a giant parent company. Jo right. Okay, Hunter Biden would not be doing interviews if it wasn't for this book. He also would not be doing interviews with Fox News. He will not be doing interviews with anyone that might actually ask him any difficult questions. This much we can get from just this introduction to the forthcoming interview Do, and don't let me forget don't let me forget to to put to put the cherry on top or put the put the i'm going to put a cap on this when we're when All we're right. done with this topic i'm going to put a cap on this okay and one more thing yeah i think it's fair to say we're not going after joe biden this is his son and we're not talking about any of the policies of the president at we, this time yeah we well we might 
We might. We might. We might. It, the plan, it, that's not the plan. It's there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not part of the plan. Exactly. Anyway, continue. Come on, play, damn it. Come on, we have fiber. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be lagging like this. You can do it. Spinning pinwheel of death. This makes a great pod. God. Beautiful Things is a revealing look at his long battle with addiction and how he's handled personal tragedies. It comes out tomorrow from Gallery Books, an imprint of Simon & Schuster, a division of Viacom CBS. We spoke with Hunter Biden about whether his business dealings ever crossed a line, including work for a Ukrainian company that became a big issue in President Trump's first impeachment. Also, whether he regrets putting his father's political future at risk. The question of whether I would do it again, though, is no. You wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't. In his new memoir, Hunter Biden defends his decision to serve on the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma, while his father oversaw U.S. policy in the region as vice president. Just listen to that. That that there is a conflict of interest. That's a very plain and obvious conflict of interest. And if you think it's not, how would you feel about Baron Trump having sat on the board of a Ukrainian company while at the same time his father was sitting president? You take what CBS just said, what they just admitted. Hunter Biden took a job for a, an, an energy company in a country where his father was the point man for policies in that same country. Think about think about that for a second. How and remove remove the fact that he's a democrat. Remove the fact that you you quote like him. Remove yourself from the fact that he was running against somebody that you despised. How can you listen to that and not get a little angry or a little frustrated? That's an obvious conflict of interest. And you knew that they hired him for that specific reason. Let's see if we can play this without it. Like whether he thinks they did or not, it's certainly a reasonable assumption. Right. You just can't put you just can't click pause. You just can't. All right. Well, let's just listen to the whole thing. It's six minutes. Eh. You grew up in politics. Did you not think you might be putting a big bullseye on yourself? I didn't fully comprehend the level to which this former administration and the people around it would go. Mm-hmm. The difference between the politics that you're talking about in terms of the last, uh, you know, 40 years is a very different game. And I don't want, ever want to, again, to, to, to hand a weapon to people that would use it uh, in a illegitimate way that they've used the weapon of me against my dad. Near the end of the 2020 campaign, another weapon emerged. This laptop is a disaster for that. How the hell did he ever let go of this sucker? Allies of President Trump and supporters in the media promoted incriminating evidence allegedly found on a laptop belonging to Biden. You've seen the pictures, folks. I, you know. It was delivered to the FBI by the owner of a Delaware computer store. You make just one reference to it in the book. Is that laptop yours? Uh, it's, it, you don't need the laptop. You got a book. <laughs> you got the book. It's all in the book. And I don't know. I, I truly... The, you don't know. The serious answer is that I truly do not know the answer to that. Did you leave a, a laptop with a repairman not in Wilmington? Not, not that, that you that remember. remember. No. No. 
but whether or not um, somebody has my laptop, whether or not uh, it was I, uh, my was hacked, whether or not there exists a laptop at all, I truly don't know. Are you missing a laptop? Not that I know of, but you know. I love that he's blaming Trump for him being an idiot. Yeah. You know, oh, the it's the previous administration. Okay, so we can ignore the fact that there was a sitting senator in the 1980s who sat with our greatest geopolitical rival at the time to discuss the assassination of the sitting president who was of the opposing party because Trump was the guy who was, you know, he's lowered the political discourse in this country. He and his administration and his oh so evil followers. Right. That's so disingenuous that I can't even it. it I stutter. It's just fucking ridiculous well okay you know this would be the perfect time to stop and talk about this aspect for a second whereas he doesn't know he, he apparently doesn't know anything he, he doesn't he, know if he had a laptop doesn't know if he it needed repairs doesn't know if it went in for repairs he doesn't know if that's his laptop jay yeah he has no idea that, that's something that, which i would submit is a flat-out lie he knows goddamn well that's his laptop because of what was on it and what came out after it was recovered. He's, this is all smoke and mirrors. And this guy doing the interview, whatever his name is, is softballing him. He's leading him down a primrose path. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it, the thing is, is like if you were to say something like that, if, if, you, if you were to say, oh, I don't, I, I don't know if that's my laptop or not. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's my laptop, Jay. I mean, could you, and, 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 how, how do you not know? Oh my God. How do you, how do you, how do you not know if that's your laptop or not? Now, he, one of the other things that we had said earlier in the other show, when we talked about this back in October or November, the fact that he just, he, he was so stoned. He was so fucked up on drugs. Right. He, he, he just, I just, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know if that's my laptop. I don't know. Uh-uh. I mean, the thing is that it was just like, and, and probably what he did, and I'm not the first person to come up with this hypothesis, mm-hmm. whereas it's like, okay, so my other three, now it turns out that there were three laptops, depending on what story that you listen to. Apparently, he went out and he bought another laptop. You know what happens when you buy a Mac product? You sign into your Mac ID and all of a sudden all your files are there. Oh, I don't need those other laptops. I got this brand new one with all the access to all of my files because everything is bought backed up on on on, on the the Mac cloud or the Apple cloud or whatever you, the iCloud. Whatever you, whatever it is you call it. If I, if I were to buy a uh, a Mac laptop today, and sign in to my iCloud account, th- there all my files would be that I've been saving o- on my phone. Everything yeah. that I've ever done on my Apple phone, you could have access to. That's one of the great things, and maybe that's one of the, the lousy things about this. Well, you and I are techies, right? right? We, we pay attention to technology and stuff like that. Not everyone does. Um, so I think it's, it's fair to say that <clears throat> that aspect of the technology is something he probably was completely ignorant of. Listening to this guy talk in a softball interview, you know, 
him saying, for example, uh, you don't need the laptop. You've got the book and then laughing about it. It's like, yeah, because that's the one thing everyone's going to do is, well, this person that I politically disagree with wrote a book. So obviously that's got to be the truth. Oh, that's that's more important, Jay. Oh, you don't need the laptop. You have his book where he mentions this in probably like less than a paragraph. I'm going to I'm going to keep playing. Let's see what happens. Yep. Hate that buzzing sound. Come on, work with us here. <laughs> that did you leave a, a laptop with a repairman not in Wilmington? Not, not that, that you remember. remember. No, no. But whether or not um, somebody has my laptop, whether or not uh, it was my uh, my was hacked, whether or not there exists a laptop at all, I truly don't know. Are you missing a laptop? Not that I know of. But you know, <laughs> you read the book and you'll realize that I wasn't keeping the tabs on possessions very well for about a four-year period of time. At the end of last year, Biden acknowledged an ongoing investigation by federal authorities for potential tax law violations. Is your legal team working on any kind of a plea deal? Oh, no. I am absolutely certain that what we're doing is, is being completely cooperative with whoever is asking from, a, from any authority whatsoever. Mm -hmm. The implication all through the campaign was that your efforts had somehow benefited your father financially. Have you ever given your father money from any of your no. business ventures? No. Nothing. Nothing. Ever. Not a his, his former, Not a his, his former partner says otherwise. Directly or indirectly. Right. Not a nickel ever. 100%. No. Never. In 2018, near the height of his battle with addiction, Biden misplaced a handgun, sparking a law enforcement investigation. New details emerged last month that the Secret Service may have become involved improperly. It's a uh, concern that I would hurt myself or do something. Hallie, your, your brother's widow threw the gun away. She was trying to protect you? Oh, I think she, yes, yeah. I think she was just concerned about me. Why I think did you have a concerned. gun? Well, I did, again, you know, the period of my life that um, was difficult. It was, um, but. So, so know, notice I, how he's, vilif know. they're vilifying the gun. Uh, the fact that he even owned a gun. Yeah. To, to make certain that I didn't. This is, this is the, this is probably the most insane aspect of all of this. Right. That I, that she. She, he had a gun, no word on how he got it, right. whether he got it legally or illegally, right? No word of that whatsoever, while his father is the one who's trying to take away everyone else's Second Amendment rights, and that's as far as I'm going to get into that discussion because that could be an entire fucking topic. It should be. It should be an so, entire episode, Jay. But it, for him to for, – for the two of them, he's, they're questioning why would you even have a gun? That's not a question. Why would you even have a car? Why yeah. would you even want to have the First Amendment? I mean, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous question on the very face of it. Right. The question is not why would he have a gun. The question is why would a woman who's married into that family, a very, very politically active family, not know you don't take a gun and throw it in the fucking garbage? You're out of your fucking mind to think My that you, children were six years old and they knew you didn't do that shit. You just don't throw a gun in the fucking trash right. and put it at the end of the fucking curb. Right. I mean, it's it's asinine, insane buffoonery to even think that. 
right? And anyone out there who was saying that, oh, well, I, I wouldn't know any better. I would just throw it in the garbage too. Right. And that's why you probably should not own a gun because you're an idiot. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, to continue in with the metaphor, would you just throw a car? Take the car keys and throw those in the garbage. Is that what is? Does that make sense to you? Guns are not cheap. No, they're not. Well, if, and, if, if you're if you're making fifty thousand dollars a month with a job that your daddy helped you get, or you wouldn't have gotten that job if it wasn't for fucking daddy, and you can just simply throw away laptops. How much how much does a good Mac laptop cost, Jay? At least five hundred dollars? If you could just Oh no. No, you can't touch a Mac laptop for less than fifteen hundred. Okay. If you could just throw away a Mac laptop, if you could just leave one off and forget that you left it there and just go out and just get another one, like it, it's it, like now, you're going out now, for for a gallon of milk. Then getting a gun like that is it, we're talking about people who are fucking delusional. We're talking about people who are so out of touch with reality because they have they have all this money, they have all this power, but they have no wisdom whatsoever. Right. And the other thing, too, about this is he's like whether there is even a laptop. So he's denying whether he ever even owned a laptop. We know what's on the laptop. We've seen the video. This guy filmed himself on that laptop using the onboard camera, filmed himself while he was high on cocaine. He knows goddamn good and well he had a laptop. There is not a question of whether he knew he had a laptop. He absolutely knew he had a laptop. He may have not realized he recorded something on it. He may not have realized what he did with it. But for him to deny whether he even knew he had a laptop to begin with is asinine that's that's a liar that's a liar right there that's a liar that's a lie like trump claiming that he fucking released his his tax returns when he knew goddamn well he didn't you know that's the same level of idiocy that we're dealing with here i'm gonna see if i can play some more of this but the thing is is that the the bit the bit about the gun and how the secret it gets worse it gets worse dude the secret service stepping in do anything to hurt myself According to the reporting, at one point, the Secret Service went looking for the record of sale. Do you know anything about that? Nothing. No. No. No idea. Did somebody report the loss of the gun? Oh, yeah. They, they, they had, um, at, in the moment, uh, you know, we knew that the gun was lost, that, that uh, Hallie had thrown it into a trash can, and I told her, that oh, you can't do that, um, right. when I realized that it was gone. And so she went back, and... and they, the police came to help retrieve the gun, which was retrieved. Someone had gone through the trash and picked it up, and they found it within hours, I believe. And so that was the end of the story. But you know about the Secret Service being involved? In no, that? I had no idea. But that have been the end of the story? Why they would be? Or I don't. Hey, oh, you would think- that have been the end of the story if his last name wasn't Biden? If his last name was Fisk? Right. Oh, your dad has this website where he talks shit about the fucking government. Oh, and you threw a gun in the trash here. Sit right. here. Sit on this bench under the letter W. Well, right. well, well, we turn your life inside out. Right. I mean, that's just such an offhand dismissal of the absolute privilege this guy grew up with. 
You, right. You realize that if if he was related to anybody else, he'd probably be dead by now because he has access to resources average people couldn't imagine. Somebody being this well, reckless and this stupid, doing this level of drugs, and being involved with what he's involved with. And that's that's kind of the thing that I think. I want to take away from this, and I probably won't be the only thing I take away from right. is that how casually he's discussing the high privilege that he has, you know, like, oh, the, the, the cops came and they found it within hours. And right. If that was anyone else and you threw a gun away, you would not know whether they found it or not because you would have been fucking arrested. Yeah. Not that it's illegal to throw a gun away in the garbage. You're just an idiot. But that's probably how that would go. Oh, what right? else is oh, going sure. on? Oh, sure. You threw it away. All right, sweetheart. Come on. We need to go talk to the office downtown. That would, not, that would not have been the end of it. Oh, absolutely would not have been the end of it. And the way he, he just dismisses that. Oh, they, they found it. So that was the oh, end yeah, of it. No, no, no. That's the end of it. There's, no, no. There's nothing more to talk about. There's nothing more to talk about. Let's that's, mo- that's bullshit. That is absolutely The Secret bullshit. Service told CBS News it has no record of its agent being in, agents being involved in the incident, and Joe Biden was not under protection at that time. In our next hour, we talked to Hunter Biden about his decades-long struggle with alcohol so, and cocaine, plus why, after the death of his brother, Beau, he turned to crack. I, I, first of all, that's an, that's an asinine question. After the death of his brother, why did he turn to crack? Come on. He just lost his brother. But... The Secret Service said that he was not he was not under their protection at the time. So this is when he was his father was a senator, right? No, I think because he's been no, he couldn't have been because if it's been after every single president and vice president has Secret Service protection for life from the time that they are in office as president or vice president, every single one, and that is not an option. No, um, that's not something. Vice vice, pre- vice presidents do not get Secret Service protection after they leave office. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm pretty sure they still do. Well, you know what? Let's look it up on on Google here, or right? ba- or DuckDuckGo. Do for only okay. six for only six months after the vice president's term has ended. Oh, uh, except for there's this one problem here from CBS News, an article. And the byline, I haven't read it yet, but the byline is from January 12th, 2013. Obama restores lifetime secret service for former presidents. Right. Ah, Not, not, yeah. I'm looking right at the secretservice.gov. You know that that we're being looked at because we're looking at this right now. Okay, and that's new to us? <laughs> oh, what's, hey, what's, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's Eric and Jay doing today? Oh. That's exactly right. No, no. Nope. So apparently they don't. Okay. No, nope. after well, six I months, you corrected. don't. Nope. I sit corrected. So he was not under under um, Secret Service protection. All right, fine. Unless, of course, un- that, unle- unless, of course, this happened, the incident with the gun and the Secret Service happened while Joe Biden was still vice president. That could well, have happened. Yeah, but we don't know. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to give this schmo my money to buy and read his 
quote unquote autobiography. So, you know, I mean, maybe I'll hack it. Maybe I'll find a free copy online. Anyway, um, or maybe that's the only way or maybe you'll it. make me read it. I don't make you do shit. Eh. You choose to do that. <laughs> On your own head, be it. I, I'm not forcing I, you to do anything. All right, let's listen to part two of this interview here. You've said your dad always saw the good in you through all of this. Was there ever a time when you thought, okay, there's no way he's going to give up on me. I've done it now. Never, never, not once. Hunter Biden is the president's second son, a Yale-trained lawyer and a lobbyist whose well-publicized drug problems, personal scandals, and business dealings seem to have kept him in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. There's a current Department of Justice investigation into your finances. Yep. What is it about? Can you say anything more? I can't, but I can say this, is I'm cooperating um, completely, and I am absolutely certain 100% certain that at the end of the investigation that I will be cleared of any wrongdoing. You're 100% certain. I'm 100% certain of it. And all I can do is cooperate. No one else would be, but he is. And trust in the process. That boy's on drugs. Let, Let me just make a prediction here real quick. When the House and the Senate flips during the midterm election, which you know it probably will. Yeah. Or they lose seats in the House or the Senate. You know that the Republicans are going to go after this guy. You know that there's going to be so many investigations. Uh, it's going to make your head spin. I don't know. I, I, I know there should be. I don't know if there will be. I think there's going to be a lot of calls for him. That, that There'll I'm be sure. a lot of calls for him, but I don't know whether they actually have the balls to do anything and whether or not they'll be actually able to pull it off. I don't, I don't think that, it depends yeah. on how much it flips. Right. I, I don't think that this is this is the end of it. I think that Republicans are going to uh, use this as um, as a tool to whittle away uh, Joe Biden and his power. I, it, I'm hesitant to agree with that. I it falls down to the same reason why they impeached Donald Trump the way they did. Right. They're going to be reluctant to push anything on him that they know can't might be pushed back on them right so i would not be surprised if this just goes away because there's probably plenty of republican senators and congress critters that have skeletons in their own closet are looking at their own kids in light of this and going would my kid be able to do that you know, would how would my kid show up on such an interview as this? Because they also know that they're not going to get their child is not going to get the softball treatment like this guy is. Could you imagine if I ran for office as no. an, as an independent or a Republican and one of my sons did something deplorable? Do you think that they, they would be giving my son an easy time of it? Oh, no. The the thing is, is that I feel in my gut that Joe Biden was given a pass by the media because he was chosen by the DNC to get the nomination early on, despite his abysmal performances early in early in the in the primary. 
the media did ev- the media did everything that they could to hide the 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 worst and the juiciest of details of all of his scandals, including Eric. especially Tara Reid. I think that Eric, is go back go back a year and a half, right? Go back a year and a half, end of November of 2019, right? Talking about who might possibly run for president. Joe Biden was never a name that came up between the two of us. Yeah. Go back to when he announced his candidacy back in what, January of 2020? Yeah. 2020, right? What was our reaction? We laughed. Yeah. We laughed at it. Really? Creepy Uncle Joe? Right. Honestly? The molester in chief? Really? This is the guy that thinks he's going to be president? And look where he is. He's we, president. Well, so now ask yourself, why is he president? We, we actually played his announcement practically live, I think. We played the video. Yeah. And I had said that if he can stay on target like that, he'll probably win because he was coherent and he was well polished and that was well edited. And then when he did his speeches and it's like he, he was like, look, you you know the thing or when he said that he was running for Senate for the state of Maryland or something crazy like that. Right. Even with all of his gas, he still became the president and you have to ask yourself why. Well, let's, let's go back. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to the video here. From the time he was a toddler, Hunter Biden and his older brother, Beau were fixtures in Joe Biden's public life. And when they were both hurt in the 1972 car crash that killed their mother and sister, their dad, a newly elected U.S. senator, took his oath of office in a hospital room. If in six months or so there's a conflict between my being a good father and being a good senator, which I hope will not occur, we can always get another senator, but they can't get another father. But as the Biden sons got older, their paths diverged. Bo was a war veteran and Delaware Attorney General with his sights set on higher office. But Hunter, who was kicked out of the Navy Reserve after failing a drug test, grappled with substance abuse for years. And after Bo died of brain cancer in 2015, Hunter says he was binge drinking vodka so heavily that his father intervened. He came to my apartment one time, and this is when he was still in office as vice president. And so he kind of ditched his Secret Service, figured out a way to get over to the house. And I said, what are you doing here? He said, honey, what are you doing? I said, dad, I'm fine. He said, you're not fine. He sought and got help in rehab, but in time he fell off the wagon and deeper into the abyss. You would wake up some mornings, I shouldn't even say some mornings because you slept for like 15 minutes at a time, and be looking for a crack and just smoke whatever was there. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I spent more time on my hands and knees, picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone, <laughs> anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. <laughs> because there'd be crumbs yeah. mixed in and yeah, you just... It, yeah, I mean, I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time. Hunter Biden's struggle with his personal demons is a big part of his new book, from an imprint of Simon & Schuster, a Viacom CBS company. 
The title, Beautiful Things, is a phrase he and his brother shared to remind each other of the good in life. It was the last thing that, uh, the last thing that he said to me. Was. Beautiful things. And I held his hand, and he took his last breath. Meet your next pillow. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to leave that in. I'm leaving that in. Uh, listen, I, advertising. I empathize with this guy. I feel bad for him on this one aspect. Well, that he can make up a pretty story about how he, he and his brother were such good close no. friends. No, listen. No, the, the bit about fighting addiction. Oh, okay, yeah. I sympathize with that. And I, I, I'm sure if something awful happened to one of my sons, I'm pretty sure the other one would be devastated. I don't know. Do I do I do I want to plug in the microphone in here? If, do you want to get on the microphone for a second? Are you mad at me still? Who said I was mad at you? Okay, get on the microphone here. Your microphone's okay. hot. All right. If something happened to Alan, if something happened to Kylo, would you be upset? Yeah. What what would what would happen? Like like, how how upset would you be if something happened to Kylo? Um. Well, he's my only brother, and I don't really have any other relatives that I'm really close to, like my brother, so I'd be really upset. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, just to let you know, I love you very much. I know that. This is the other aspect of this story that I can deeply sympathize with. No matter what happens, I will always love you. No matter what, there's nothing you can't do that'll make me stop loving you. Okay, I, I can get mad. I can lose my temper. I can get furious and say things that I that are just in the heat of the moment. Okay, I will never, ever stop loving you. Okay, but I swear to God, if you ever smoke Parmesan cheese that you pick out of the rug, <laughs> we're going to have a serious problem. Okay, and, and the other thing, if I ever catch you doing a drug named after a part of your ass we are going to have words okay I, I mean they're not cool anyways so okay anyways I'll be too poor because I'm going to put it all into my PC like a smart adult <laughs> <laughs> the joke is that I'm not actually an adult so <laughs> beautiful things Bubba beautiful things <laughs> all right oh, let's get man. let's get back to this crazy interview here oh didn't you know that this is in two parts they had one one interview for the first half and then another interview for the second half they had because the thing but is they're cutting in he where he's saying the exact same thing the exact same way so it's not helping at all okay jay you're, you're, you know what? You're, you are proving the point. Yeah. Okay. The entire Biden family. But the way Hunter dealt with his grief made headlines when he began dating his brother's widow. After Bo died, you started a romantic relationship with Hallie, his widow. Yeah. When the news of that broke, how did yeah. people look at you? I think people were uh, confused by it. And I understand that. I mean, I really do. To me, it's not something that is difficult to explain because it came out of a, a real 
overwhelming grief that we both shared. And we were together and trying to do the right thing. And that grief turned into a, a hope for a love that maybe could replace what we lost. And it didn't work. It didn't work. I'm going to say this right now. On top of what I had already said, if anything ever happens to Alan, to Kylo, and you start banging his widow, that's not that's not cool. That is that well, is not cool at all. No, no, it isn't. But at the same time, I think that's the most real thing in this interview so far, right? Yeah. You have two people who are going through a horrible loss and they, they turn to each other in their grief. And of course, it's not going to work out. That's just that just those things never work out. Right. But that's probably the most real thing that he said so far in this interview, I think. I mean, that makes that just makes sense to me that, you know, that's the thing that can happen and has happened to people in the past and stuff. He became a real person in, in that moment. I don't think you could fault him for that. Right. I mean, especially going on face value of what he said, that he and his brother were close, beyond the, the cheesy, cheap theatrics that they were the last thing he said to me as I was holding his hand when he passed away. Yeah, okay, I don't really believe that, but all right, we'll, we'll let that slide. When you're in an interview like this, you're going to have those theatrical moments because that's the whole point of the interview. Right. Right. But beyond that, this whole entire interview is pageantry. I don't know if they're trying to redeem him because there's hope for a legacy or something ridiculous like that, or if they're just trying to rehabilitate his image for the sake of his father's presidency. But there's definitely that feel to this interview. Yeah. That they're softballing him questions. They're leading him down the primrose path path so to speak right where they're they're actually in some respects guiding his answers and he keeps stepping over them when they ask questions which means this is all rehearsed yeah right that's exactly the it's word all i was going to use yeah it's it's all rehearsed it's all it's all fake um none of this well i'm sure some of it is real like that that one comment about why he and his his brother's widow got together that felt real and there's going to be moments of that in, in any interview no matter how rehearsed it is because right. that's how you you make that feeling of a genuine connection it just doesn't play out to the rest of this it just doesn't it's, seem it just does not seem it seems i don't know if the word is i i there's just again and maybe i'm stepping on myself maybe i'm, I'm maybe i'm shitting on my own point I, there's just aspects of this that is just like, well, why? Other than the fact, what, I mean, are they trying to save Joe Biden? Are they trying to save his presidency? Why? Why do all of this? Yeah. And you said you lost clients over this. You lost business over this. Yeah. You had absolutely. to step down from the World Food Program. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I made a lot of decisions that I probably shouldn't have made. Um, there was a lot more compassion and understanding for the people that knew me. But it was a horrible time, too. And then there's this. 
In 2014, the younger Biden took a job on the board of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma Holdings, at a time when his father, who was then vice president, had an active role in U.S. policy toward Ukraine. It raised eyebrows at the time, but by the 2020 elections, Hunter Biden was the center of a political firestorm. Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For it wasn't cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of that vice president, he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. Looking back, did you make a mistake taking a spot on that board? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You go back and you read the article from Politico that we are uh, creating for, for this show. And you go back and you read the article from Politico, Biden Incorporated, or Biden Inc. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to get the author of that article on the podcast, who's writing a book on the Biden family. Um, you read that article, and you are going to come away with this disgusting, gross feeling deep inside, knowing full well that the Bidens are just as corrupt as they say the Trumps are. Yeah. The way that James well, they, Biden has made a fortune off of his brother's role as vice president and the amount of mm -hmm. money he's made with his connection to Joe Biden. I think that the only person that you could look at who's blameless, as far as I can tell, is Bo Biden. And... People are going to make a lot of stink about how Bo Biden was the attorney general of his state and how that played into Biden Incorporated. A couple of things. First of all, Joe Biden's adamant refusal that his son was dishonorably discharged. If you get thrown out for drugs, that is a dishonorable discharge, automatic. Automatically a dishonorable discharge. So if his son's record shows that he was not dishonorably discharged, that is because he pulled strings to make it so, period. There's no if, ands, or buts in regards to that. He was tossed out of the military for drug use, period. Right, which is a dishonorable discharge. You you can't... He There's no way he got an honorable discharge if he got tossed out for drug use unless his father pulled strings, period. You, you can't polish that sneaker. Well, you can because the military is subject to as much political corruption as any other organization in the government. I'm shocked. It to really is. Shocked. Shocked to hear that. I know. I know. We like to think otherwise, but the truth is it's it's possible, right? So it's disingenuous for Joe Biden to say his son was not dishonorably discharged. His son was dishonorably discharged, and then it was changed after the fact. Because that's how those things work, plain and simple. All right. You just can't unless they did it as some sort of medical thing in the process. And it was not for that. The fact that she said that in the interview, every veteran out there is going, OK, that equals dishonorable discharge. And then to follow it up with a clip of Joe Biden saying that's not true, that's not true. Every veteran out there who's not biased is looking listening to that and saying yeah he was dishonorably discharged and you got involved to make sure it was not on record that way also do a uh, a quick search of uh 
Paradigm Global Advisors. That's one thing that you want to look at. Look that up. Isn't this the company that he was in with uh, doo -doo -doo. Paradigm Global in Wilmington, Delaware? This is, yeah, this is the one that he was. Um, with John Kerry's son. Yeah. Or one of them. According to Bloomberg, Paradigm Global is an investment management firm founded in 2000. Wow. It was founded when Joe Biden was vice president. Interesting. There's, there's also many articles about how Joe Biden and James Biden and Hunter Biden and to a lesser extent, Bo Biden were lobbying on behalf of banks and credit card companies to pass new laws to z dissolve away some bankruptcy protection for average day citizens. There's also that. Um, there's a there's, to get rid of bankruptcy protection. To get rid of some bankruptcy protections. If um, see that doesn't that mm, I've had to claim bankruptcy in my past. Bought a house, made some stupid financial decisions, had to claim bankruptcy. Went through the entire process. It was not pleasant. It was not fun, and I worked my ass off to get out from underneath it. Right, that was well over seven years ago, which is as far back as things go. So why would someone want to get rid of those protections? Those protections are in place to help the people. The only reason why someone would want to get rid of those protections is to help out the banks. It's the only thing that makes sense because it's not – the government is not getting adversely affected by people claiming bankruptcy. I mean politically, yeah, there's probably a hot-button issue in there, but it's not hurting the government. So why would they be lobbying to get rid of those protections for the people. Is that something that we should uh, shelve for a future episode? Because I, mean, yeah. I, I, I want to I finish this interview here. Yep. No, I don't think I made a mistake in taking the spot on the board. I think I made a mistake in terms of underestimating the, uh, the way in which it would be used against me. And but you must have seen the optics. Even back then, you must have... No I mean, how could you not have foreseen that this was going to look bad. Because I really didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm being as honest with you as I possibly can. All I know is that not one investigative body, not one serious journalist has ever accused, or has ever come to the conclusion that I did anything wrong or that my father did anything wrong. But the rumors lived on. So there's no good reporters at, at, um, at the Washington Times or the Washington Post, the New oh, York no, Post? Well, no, those are conservative rags fully owned by the the Republican Party. Don't you know that? Uh, uh, what about the Wall Street Journal, Jay? If you're just going to talk about politically owned magazines that are not serious newspapers, we're just going to have to have an issue on this. Uh, Jay, what, what, what about the United States Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs and the United yeah, States Committee? Yeah, but it was a Republican-controlled Senate. The United States Committee on Finance uh, Majority Staff? But no one believes them. They're all partisan hacks. Really, Jay? <laughs> really? Well, that's what they want you to believe. Looking that's at, I look here. Saying. I'm looking at. I'm looking at articles from Yahoo News, the Wall Street Journal. I'm looking at yeah. the uh, the Senate, the Congress, Washington but Examiner. Not, didn't Reuters. you hear what? Didn't you hear what the Coke addict said? 
Yeah. No serious, no serious reporter ever questioned it. Oh, here we go. Hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. This is from, when was this published? July 7th, 2014. Ukrainian employer of Joe Biden's son hires a D.C. lobbyist. This, the, uh, people, people were like um, talking about this as far back as 2014 and how the optics is, is not freaking good. But they're not serious journalists. He just said it. Eric, sheesh, get on board. I just, I don't know. I don't know about that, Jay. The, I mean, the thing uh, is, is it why? Why look? Uh, uh, she asks an honest question. I don't. I don't remember the name of this reporter from CBS News. Um, she asks, "How could you not know? How could you not see this back then? As far back he, as 2014? Because he was still on drugs." I think he was high on free money, Jay. I think he was. Well, that too. I think he was high on money. I think that he was. I think he was seriously fucked up on the amount of fucking money he was getting for access to his dad. That's what I think. I and think for I, doing nothing. His day to day job was nada. He did not have to do a thing on the day to day except get fucking high, as high as he wanted, and go out get hookers, whatever he wanted to do, because he had the money to do it. He had no responsibilities, and he was getting a shit ton of money. I'm so mad, I'm so mad at my dad and the lack of hustle he had, because how come, how come I didn't get any cushy jobs? How, could, how, come, how come I didn't go to an elite college and, and, and be able to uh, get a, a, good, a good job in an uh, administration well, I'm actually really glad that that I didn't grow up like that. Jay, we know the answer to that question. We know, know the answer know. to that question. I'm going to keep playing this. On. In October 2020, a New York Post article said that emails purportedly showing shady dealings in Ukraine by Hunter Biden were found on a laptop computer that he supposedly left in a Delaware repair shop in 2019. The details were sketchy at best. And last month, a declassified intelligence report said that before the election, the Russians had launched a smear campaign against Joe Biden and his family. Russia, Russia, Russia! My God. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Okay? Yeah. I just got done reading another book about the CIA, which I'll talk about in another episode of the podcast. We know for a fact United States government through the CIA fucks around with other foreign governments, even allies, especially allies in their elections. Mm -hmm. They know we do it. So mm -hmm. we're supposed to act all surprised when they do it to us. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying no shit. They're trying to fuck with our elections because we've been fucking with their elections. Right. Since before Truman was in office, are you you really seriously going to think that this is oh oh it's Russia? Let's okay all the awful things that Hunter Biden did, all the stupid shit he did, like smoking Parmesan cheese because it looked like crack. We're, let's let's blame that on Russia. You know what? Here's the other thing. Let's blame Bo Biden's brain cancer on Russia while we're at it. Well, see. 
it's a convenient excuse for them to avoid and absolve themselves of any personal accountability and responsibility. It happens. We all know it happens. We know they fuck with us. But that doesn't excuse the fact that Donald Trump, that Joe Biden, that their children have done some dumbass things. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not taking one side or the other politically on this particular issue because they're all fucking guilty. Oh, all of them, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. They're all fucking guilty. But the, but the idea that it's all Russia's fault, you know that it's like if you're walking around your house at night and you stub your toe on the coffee table, it's because the KGB broke in your house while you were sleeping and moved your coffee table six inches in, in, in the right direction. No, really, it's a fact. Rachel Maddow said so on her own TV show. Jesus. I hope you realize I just made that up just right now. Yeah, yeah, okay. I did. I All right. Did. I did. I did. Was that your laptop? For real? I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this I is really a, don't know okay. the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was yours. I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that there was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. And you, you didn't drop off a laptop to no. be repaired no. in Delaware? Not no. that I remember at all, at all. Except they have so. his signature on the receipt. Exactly. It could be, you know You know what? It could be, hold on a second. Could you grab me that bell? I got to ring this bell. Just grab <laughs> me that bell. I'm going to, because I'm going to say this word and I'm going to ring this bell. You know, you know who, what could have happened? It could have been the Anunnaki. It was the Anunnaki. It was the Anunnaki. Inku, Inky, and Unu beamed into his apartment and snatched his laptop. And it was the Anunnaki who put his laptop in the hands of the Russians, Rudy Giuliani, and this this laptop repair guy. Except the provenance of it is not in dispute by anyone except the Biden camp. There is a chain of signatures and legal things that happened from when he dropped it off. He was notified several times that the laptop was ready for pickup. He never came to pick it up. So which means under Delaware law, after a certain amount of time, that laptop is no longer his. It now belongs to the shop that he dropped it off at and the shop owner probably for political reasons but who knows decided he was going to take a look at the laptop and then said oh holy shit at what was on the laptop when he realized what it was and then he went and actually sought out who he needed to talk to he found out that he needed to probably go to Giuliani so he did now anyone out there who's saying well he shouldn't have done that what would you have done? What would you have done in that same situation? Are you asking me what I would do? No, it's a hypothetical. I'm, I'm, I'm phrasing it to the, you know, the listeners in, in general. If you had something that was that politically charged, what would you do with it? You know what you know? I would do. You, you know. You know. Oh, I know what you would do, but that's why I'm asking the people in, in the audience, the listeners out there. You somehow get a hold of something that is that politically charged. What would you do? You know, you, you're either going to go to the party 
that whose property it is, or you're going to go to the opposing party. And he already didn't get any response from the party whose property it was. And so what's he going to do? Just sit on it and bury it? Would you? No, of course not. You know better than that. Well, I know you wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. But, you know, again, the, the listeners in the audience, the people are saying, why the hell did he do this? Because it was because because it's a matter of time. It's going to come out one way or another. And he's fucked either way. The, the shop owner, he's fucked either way. Right. Because sooner or later, something's going to happen. Sooner or later, someone's going to get wind of something. That's the level of freaking politics that we live in right now. You, it's you, impossible you, for something like that to not get found out. You know what's going to happen. Right. You know what's going to happen. So you need to take charge of it and do something with it. And the people, you tried doing the right thing, going to the people whose laptop it was and saying, hey, listen, I've got this. You really want this back. And they don't respond in any way, shape, or form. Eventually, it's going to become a hot-button issue. This guy's life is destroyed. His shop is shut down. He is no longer working for himself. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know where he is, but I know his shop is no longer in service. It's shut down. Oh yeah. They, they, they destroyed this guy. Yeah. His livelihood is gone. Right. So he was screwed when Hunter Biden did not pick the laptop up. And again, we have his signature and yes, it is his signature saying that he personally dropped it off. It wasn't handed to a maid. It wasn't handed to the butler. It wasn't handed to anybody. So he may not remember it, but is 100% provable that it is his laptop. You can't deny that. You cannot deny the fact that that's not his laptop. You can't, I mean. Well, even, even the liberal news outlets aren't trying to deny it's his laptop. Not they anymore. never said it's not his laptop. Not well, anymore. they did in the beginning, but now, now they're actually saying, yeah, it's his laptop because they know. They know it's his laptop. You, you, That's you, not in dispute. You, but you also have to be a little angry and a little frustrated with the fact that it's like the more we tried to talk about this, the more pushback we experienced. And that links... Oh, and more than a little. <laughs> links, links to the episodes where we posted these on specific groups up and freaking disappeared. And when I asked the people who ran these groups, did you take down... I just want to know. If you would, yeah. I don't even tell me the reason if you took it down. And right. it's like they said, well, that's funny. We thought you took it down. We didn't take it down. Right. That's all. That's so, all. So the thing is, is it uh, social media news organizations and the political party, specifically the DNC, colluded together to stifle this story? They have to cling to the Russia narrative. They don't have anything else other than the fact that they choose to ignore all the other evidence that's been gathered and published by other news organizations. And, and they choose to push Russia. Well, I don't think any American at this point who puts any thought into it thinks that our news media is not biased. Everyone knows that the media right now is anything but honest and open and truthful. And it doesn't matter what news media you listen to. Fox News, um, random people on YouTube, 
CNN, MSNBC, they're all corrupt. They all, and when I say corrupt, I mean they're biased as hell. They will bury stories that put their person in a bad light, whoever their person is. They all do it. Look at the glowing reporting that Trump got. The only time you ever saw a negative story about Trump on Fox News is when they were trying to debunk it. The only time you'll see a, you saw a negative story about Barack Obama on CNN, MSNBC, CBS is when they were trying to debunk it. The only time you're going to see a negative story on those same channels about Joe Biden is when they're trying to debunk it. They should just give up any pretense of being unbiased. They should just come out and say, yes, we are a Democratic outlet. We are a Republican outlet. I would have more respect for them if they did. But they're never going to do it because they have this mythology built up in their head, every single one of them, that they're speaking truth to power. They're the next Woodward and Bernstein. You know, they have... They are taking their charge as the as the fourth estate very seriously, when in fact none of them are. They've all sold out. It's just a question of who they sold out to. Let's let's not forget here is that in the final chapters of the book Shattered Inside Hillary Clinton's Doomed Campaign by Jonathan Allen and uh, Amy Parnes, they actually talked about well, who are they going to blame for Hillary Clinton's loss? Not looking at themselves, not blaming themselves. Let's blame Russia. The very night the Trump lost, they concocted this this whole thing. Shit, fuck me. Now, now I'm defending Trump. Right. You know, and and I, and I don't want to, to defend the uh, the indefensible. But the fact of the matter is, they can't blame themselves. They cannot blame. Hunter Biden cannot take the blame for being high as fuck and leaving this laptop off and, and, and being so stoned out of his mind, he forgot that he did it. And he ignored right. the phone calls from the repair guy saying, hey, you got to pick up your laptop. If you don't pick up your laptop, it's, it's considered abandoned. We own it. Right. They forget that part, but they have to keep blaming Russia because obviously that's all they got. Well, not just that, but they're also blaming Trump, right? I didn't realize the previous administration's um, behavior, blah, 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 right? So they're blaming Trump and, and Trump's um, and the people who who were in the show for Trump. Yeah. As if situations being reversed, they wouldn't have done the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. It's the disingenuousness of it. I would have more respect for him when he said, well, yeah, I fucked up. You know, and Trump's people took it and ran with it, which, you know, I can't say as I blame him. I was an idiot. You know, so he's doing this. He's doing this delicate dance where he's at once admitting he's a fuck up. Right. While at the same time trying to avoid any responsibility and accountability for being a fuck up. All right. You know? Hold on a sec. We got to finish this up. Usually he uh, calls yeah. me uh, right before he goes to bed just to tell me that he loves me. Hunter Biden says he's rebuilding now and sober since he married South African film producer Melissa Cohen in May 2019. If his story means anything, he told us, it's that the only thing more powerful than a monstrous addiction or eviscerating grief is a family's love. 
Did you say your da- you and your dad talk every night? Every night, yeah. Yeah, well, we talk at least every night, yeah. Sometimes. By the way, <laughs> not only does he talk to me every night, he calls every one of my daughters, and he talks to each one of them every day. And he talks to me, and I know that he the talks to my sister. The president of the United States. Yeah, yeah. But, by the way, he's always done that. I mean, always. He, uh, he talks to each one of us. But I'll tell you why. Because he's lost. Because uh, he, like me, uh, knows what it's, not, what it's like not to be able uh, to pick up the phone and talk to your son. Good God. Get out a fucking sentence. Yeah. Oh, he's crying. He's upset. He's choked up. Yeah. I don't know if I blame him. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. Yeah. It's hard. I have president. If the president of the United States is spending like an hour and a half a night talking to his fucking family, who the hell's running the goddamn country? Well, come on. I know that sounds that sounds callous and heartless and right. monstrous to say. It right. really does. Yeah. But what I'm my point is not that I think Joe Biden is an incompetent president. At least that's not my point at this particular moment. Right. But in all honesty, we're supposed to believe that this guy's talking for hours at a time to his grandchildren and children. I'm not, I don't, I didn't get that, that he's spending hours doing it. I, I didn't get well, that out of he's it. he's talking to him. Right. He's talking to his daughters. We can therefore assume that any other children that he has, which I'm not sure if he even does, that one car accident was pretty devastating to the family. Right. But they're certainly seeming to go out of their way to leave us with the impression that Joe Biden is just, you know, he's just. Golly gee whiz, so swell of a guy, you know. Yeah, so but I'm, I'm not. I'm that, not going. I'm not going to take that away from him, though. I, I would. I would. I hesitate to criticize Joe Biden for talking to his 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 sons, his children every night, and his grandchildren. I have a I have a hard time because I mean, no, trust me. If I was the president of the United States, and and reading and hearing all the shit, the bad shit that they say about me on the media, I w- I'd call up Harrison and and just say, hey, bub, just wishing you a good night. Just checking in with you. I, there's no doubt in my mind I that I disagree with you with. I think that he does do that. And I'm, I'm sure that Kamala Harris probably picks up some of the slack while he's doing that. I don't I don't fault him for that. As, as I don't a, know. It just doesn't. It, do, you, do you think it's I made up? Know, I believe Harrison, do you think that if I was the president of the United States, I would call you every night and wish you like good night and ask you how your day was? I would believe that you would do that because like you won't we won't be able to talk to each other. Right. I would yeah, definitely do that. I don't that. know, maybe maybe he does, but I don't know, it just it's probably because so much of the rest of this interview just felt so rehearsed and staged. That I'm being and, skeptical and about pretty much everything and, else. And, and yeah, contrived. And completely contrived. Yeah. You know, this is the only reason why this interview even happened is so that he can sell more copies of his book. I want to, yeah. Before I let you go, two things I want to I want to ask you or I want to tell you. Okay. All right. If, if and when Donald Trump Jr. writes a book, do you think CBS is going to give him a softball interview like this? Not a softball interview. 
and he'd be an idiot to go on C- on CNN or CNBC or any of them to talk about his book. Yeah, because they're not they're going to be extremely hard on him. What would you say if I reached out to his publisher and his publicist and asked if Hunter Biden can come on the podcast? Fuck, let's do it. I'd have to read his goddamn book then, but hell, I'd be willing to do it if I get a chance to ask him questions. Because I, I, I don't think that they'd allow him to come on this podcast. They absolutely would not. I think you'd be crazy. I think that you would be crazy. Knowing full well that we would do the research, we would be yep. completely, totally prepared. As a matter of fact, Harrison is right now, you can hear him typing in the background. He's actually writing up the show notes for, for such an interview. And you'll and you'll notice he he doesn't even mention the 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 kid that he had with the stripper. Didn't mention that oh, at all. Of course not. Why would he? That's a you know that that's a black mark. And like I said, this is this is to help him sell copies of his book. Now I don't know if he mentions it in the book. He might very well mention that in his in the book. But their job here is not to discuss excuse me discuss everything that is in the book. Their job here is to help him sell copies of the book by flirting with the controversies in his life without actually bringing up any of the real dirt. In which case, they did a good job with it. You right. know, it's, just nice, it's a nice softball interview. It's going to hit all of the emotional markers for the people that are more inclined to agree with his political viewpoint and that, that of his father. Um, so Absolutely. They did. They did a good job as far as that goes. Yeah. Congratulations to them on that. Is this a good interview? No. To me, a good interview is one where you're challenging the other person. And there are people out there who are going to say, "Oh, they pushed him on certain things." No, they didn't. They really they didn't. pushed him on things that he was prepared to answer. They didn't ask him any of the really tough questions. And I think that he purposely lied about the laptop. I think he purposely lied. Oh yeah. And- well, and also his investigation. You know, him saying, oh, I'm I'm 100 percent sure that we're going to be exonerated in this investigation into his taxes. Of course you are. Your father's in charge of the fucking group that's investigating you. Yeah. There's no appearance of impropriety there at all. And we all know how Joe Biden would never, ever allow there to be an appearance of impropriety. You can just just ask Tara Reid. Oh, Tara Reid. Hell, what is the whole point of the. The, this interview, right? They're talking about Burisma, which was an appearance of impropriety. So clearly, Joe Biden wouldn't stand for that. He wouldn't allow anything like that to happen, right? Because he's such an honest guy. What was what was it Obama called him? The whatever. Working class Joe. Working class Joe. Thank you. You are welcome. You know, and yeah. Working class show, he would always, he would, of course, avoid propriety. That's why, you know, he told his son to not take that job at Burisma. Yeah, yeah. Which, anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give you my final conclusion on all of this. Um, I'm going to come right out and say, there's no way in hell that they hired uh, Hunter Biden to work at Burisma on his own merit. There, there's, yeah. there's, there's no way. There, there's no way that they hired this guy simply because he was Hunter Biden and it had nothing to do with him being Joe Biden's son. Um, listening to him in this interview, 
I don't know if it's a product of the years of alcohol and drug abuse. There's no way in hell they hired this guy on it based on his own merit. And and in closing, Vanity Fair just published a an, uh, an, an interview with Hunter Biden, where Hunter Biden challenges Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka, and Eric Trump to get their own damn jobs. With Good. that, fucking you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Right after you. Hunter. Hunter Biden challenges the Trump kids to try and get a job without using the Trump name. Yeah, Hun- Hunter Biden. Right yep. Hunter Biden has reignited a feud with the Trump children, calling them out for getting wrench on the Trump dime. More theater. It's more theater. It's just all useless pageantry and inane stupidity yeah there's no substance no there's nothing there there's nothing there and i and um and i i will say this is that for a minute there i felt bad for hunter biden but after this no i have no i have no sympathy i have no pity for hunter biden as of now yeah i mean you're really seriously with the questions that he's had about Burisma, he's calling that out? Yeah. That just lets you know daddy's always fixed everything for him. Yeah. That the only conclusion that we can draw from this is that obviously uh, the media is colluding with each other and the political machine to polish this guy's image. For what for? Maybe just to save his dad's presidency? I have no idea. Yeah. And also National Review talks about how he touts his expertise in corporate governance as a reason why he got the job at Burisma. So, nepotism sucks, and this is what happens. So. Well, absolutely. It's so freaking frustrating. So is there anything else, Jay? Is there anything else that it's like I'm missing out of all of this, or did we beat this topic to death again? I hope we beat it to death. <laughs> Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, Chronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, And for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret, 
by all of music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King-Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.